0: Hello,
1: hello, hello! Welcome to the episode 20 of Take It Easy Podcast 2 0. In today's episode, we have uh, Andrew Till of the uh, Mr. EV uh, fame, who's uh, recently completed a very, very long uh, trip, um, and he's going to talk about that and some other things. Enjoy! Andrew, welcome to Takey TV.
2: Thank you very much. It's uh, great to be here.
1: Um, I'm sure, well, you're, you're more of, of more framed than I am. So, um,
2: well, but, I don't know but about how that. About, <laughs> I, like, I think people know you from your Twitter comments and tirades and things, don't they? Do you have tirades? You have a few tirades here and there,
1: of course. Uh, but the um, so I'll I'll briefly introduce you in case somebody doesn't know who you are. But uh, in short, you're a Mister EV. I should have actually said that at the end. I'm not I'm not a very good uh, radio broadcaster. Um, but uh, you've you've been driving EVs for a while. You've been around for a while. You have opinions. You've got a very popular YouTube channel where you uh, you're going through all sorts of uh, EV-related subjects. Uh, you're running a um, at least one website that I know of. Um, with EV-related content. Um, so, Andrew, well, how about you introduce yourself then and you tell us well, you know who you are and you plug yourself in.
2: Right, yeah. Gosh, where do I begin? Okay, so, uh, yeah, my name's Andrew then, as Greg said. I'm uh, Mr. EV, I suppose is my stage name, as my wife calls it. Um, and, uh, yeah, what about I have been doing this whole EV thing for a while? I'm a bit of an EV nut. I'm passionate about electric cars. And electric vehicles, and just anything that's renewable and good. And uh, yeah, so my channel is all about that. And it's uh, yeah, we get up to some japes and uh, we have some fun. And uh, now my wife is on is on the videos as well. And in fact, everyone just wants to see her more than me. But um, yeah, so if you haven't seen them already, do check out my YouTube channel. And I'll
1: plug it in the description. Great. Below, okay, as they say on YouTube, <laughs> which uh spoiler this podcast don't have a description down below but i'll i'll put it in the show notes great um so yeah you, before i go on the uh, one thing that i i've been trying to fix even though i'm a white middle-aged bloke um i you know is women basically in ev content um and like i say probably that's probably why people want to see your wife because you know women are usually not the sort of people who Seem to have YouTube channels uh, about EVs, although that actually is, is changing more and more. Um, and hopefully there's more. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And plus, if nobody's seen, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, like, if, if nobody's nobody, uh, if you haven't seen Andrew's channel, uh, go and watch it because his wife is, is you know this crackers like it's uh, you know. <laughs> she has
2: uh, yeah. So we have quite a good equilibrium I think between us because I'm quite diplomatic, I would say, and um, that also means that I'm not very good at making up my mind, and uh, she is far less diplomatic and far better at knowing what she wants, what she likes, and what she doesn't like. So that creates a little bit of tension, I suppose, on our videos, and it's fun to watch. Um, well, people seem to enjoy watching it. So the biggest, the biggest of our videos has been the, the Tesla Model 3 versus the Kia e Nero. And um, she is not a big Tesla fan. or n- No, she's a fan of Tesla, actually, but not a fan of the Model 3. So, uh, yeah. And a, a lot of people either agree with me or agree, agree with her, and it uh, creates for interesting viewing.
1: It it is certainly interesting. I, I do highly recommend uh, watching that and and the trip to Italy is the is the other good
2: one I think. Yeah, that's right. Well, the, the strange thing about that one is that she didn't know that I was doing all of this Mister EV stuff at the time. So that's uh, so I was a kind of uh, I was trying to be quite sneaky about it, and I was just sneaking off into the car and doing these videos. She didn't have a clue what I was doing, where I was going. But uh, uh, yeah, so um, now from now on, of course, any trips we do are going to be on youtube and that's going to be quite fun i think we were we were going to be doing one this year of course we were going to be doing italy i think probably this year but then of course corona happened and hopefully next yeah. year
1: let, let, let's not talk about the uh, the rona no no we won't <laughs> <laughs> um so because we were so actually uh, we're recording towards the end of october uh but the uh, we were supposed to be recording earlier uh, so uh, first of all i would like to wish you happy birthday officially on the podcast oh, thank you very if, much you're now in the in the age of wisdom,
2: yes, so they say, uh, yeah, doesn't feel like it <laughs>
1: no <laughs> it's it, it isn't until you get forty two you know to forty two okay. Uh, okay, that's yeah, that's the age i am actually, if you haven't noticed
2: I didn't know you're were two but that's you know the life, of the universe, and everything isn't it that's the that's exactly the that's what, that's yeah, what,
1: yeah. that's what I was trying to say um so you've you've done recently a a trip a pretty long trip for your uh, for your birthday or pre birthday trip uh and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one who wants to talk to you about it, but uh, it, uh, it was one of those trips that um, I wouldn't say everyone wants to do, but the uh, it's like an iconic trip, you know, from a, a, a one extremity of the of the in this uh, case the geographical uh, extremity to the other, which is you know from Cornwall to Scotland, basically, yeah, from one edge of Sco- of Cornwall to another edge of of, of, of um, Scotland. Okay. How did it go?
2: Yeah, so so yeah, the Lands End John O'Groats trip. That's what um, everyone seems to want to do, whether they're cycling or walking or whatever crazy idea they've got. That's that's what you do. And I didn't know at the time actually, but it's called le jog, le jog. Oh. Oh, so um yeah so that's that's what i call it now
1: so you've achieved that
2: so I've, I've achieved le jog i'm not sure whether you're supposed to say it with a french accent because that makes no sense but it, it sounds good to me le jog so uh yes yeah, so i did that and um i went from canterbury to land's end land's end john O'Groats, back to canterbury again the idea was to do it in three days and the the reason i did it in the first place was because um some chaps did it in a model three and um they did it uh, in a very, very fast time. Um, and I wanted to show that it could be done in a normal car, a normal EV, sorry, and not uh, not just a Tesla because the everyone kind of knows by now I think that Teslas have a very good charging network and they're fast to charge, all the rest of it. But people still seem to think that but nobody else has that. Uh, no one else has a good charging network, or if you have anything other than a Tesla, you just can't do it. And I still get comments, or I still, I still enter into Twitter arguments with people where they believe that to be the case. And um, so I just wanted this to be a way of saying, look, you can do it, and actually it's easy. Because I didn't know at the time it was going to be easy, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so, okay,
1: so th- th- there was no dramas basically. No dramas,
2: no, no dramas at all, which is going to make for three very boring or videos kind of- uh, when I finally get them edited. <laughs> but uh, no, so you know, spoiler alert, it was absolutely fine. The only um, the only issues we had were Ionity um, being on free vend. On, and a couple of, i mean, that's actually a good thing because it meant that I didn't have to pay much money. But it was on free van for a reason, and the reason was a couple of the units weren't working, and um, it was at, it was going at slower charge speed than it should have been. So with that 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 was actually a problem. I would have rather. Um, I would have rather gone to another charge I would have rather go, rather go anywhere else in fact Instavolt or Polar or whatever and you know had a reliable slower charge even if it would have cost more money so that was that was one issue but really that's not a bad thing is it I mean it just the only reason it really affected me was because I was trying to do it in such a short period of time so I really I needed to do Land's End to John O'Groats in one day uh, to get enough sleep to be able to get back the next and that kind of thing so, um, but that was the only issue. Um, Charge play Scotland were all good. Two of the two of the chargers didn't work on fir- on the first go. I had to wave my card a couple of times, but those were very small things. I mean, I didn't I didn't once have an issue where someone else was occupying a charger. I didn't once have an issue where a charger was completely broken. So I did sixteen charges altogether, which was actually more than I needed to, but uh, sixteen charges, and it was absolutely fine. Um, was
1: that the uh, sixteen charges uh, altogether within three days, or is it? Uh, yeah. Was it the Lejog? No, uh, no.
2: so the Le Lejog. uh Lejog was fewer than that. Yeah. The um, jog must have been about ten. I would have said okay. I, that's yeah, not too bad. I think I should have that information in front of me, and I don't. But it was about something yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: I think. I think there's a there's a big misconception with Tesla's and the charging network because. Um, Obviously, Tesla is an American company, and, um, and this is just my opinion. Obviously, like completely, I've, no, I've I've driven Tesla many times, but I've never owned one. Um, but the, uh, the the connector is different in America, so they they actually have to rely on the Tesla specific network in America much more than they do in Europe. Um, in Europe, the uh, the Model S and X have Type Two, and Model Three and in the future Y will have uh, CCS, so you can plug yourself easily into any. Public charger, whereas in America, if you turn up to a charger that could be used by other EVs, you can't use Tesla without a, an adapter. So I think that changes the the use usability and kind of user user patterns, uh, if you like, if you if you're a Tesla owner versus other cars. And I think that's where this sort of great divide between the Tesla owners and e, other EV owners stems from. But that's just my. Yeah, wild opinion could be. Um, I
2: think I think there are a few reasons for that. That's a that's a good one. I have not thought of that before. And, uh, uh, and yeah,
1: yeah, especially I'm, I'm sure loads of people that watch your videos are probably not from Europe or UK. So they, you know, the, the, I'm sure you've got viewers from America, and the the point of view is valid for them. But I think that's where they kind of they missed the point or miss. I think Tesla's kind of went. Uh, I don't know why they went the way where they went. I'm sure there was a historical reason. But the um, I'm sure that if they could turn back the time uh, I'm could play the i the um, uh, sure they they would have probably gone with CC as if they launched Model S now uh, from scratch um, because that's probably that would be probably a better bet but that's just my opinion uh, you know hope, hope, yeah me, who knows why call, uh, who knows yeah, why they did, they did. <laughs> yeah get,
2: yeah, get this on is the what line some podca-
1: <laughs> this is what some podcasts can do like the uh, you know third, third row, row but, yeah. uh, I, 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 can't, I can't do that but um, yeah, Um. what was what was the, uh, I had another point that just escaped me, and this is typical, I go on a rant and then just, I have to pause the, po- the recording, remind myself what I was talking well, about. Well, in, t- in the meantime, UK. if
2: you do get Elon Musk on the line, I want to find out why I can't get solar tiles over here just yet, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, there's other companies doing it in the UK. That, um, there was a
2: good video about yeah, it, wasn't yeah. there, on, on Fully yes, Charged on, recently? On, yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually, I have at least one friend, Uh, hi John. Uh, who might be interested in that? So um, he asked me actually afterwards because I posted a link to it because I was surprised, and it just seems like a, such a small, simple idea. You've got a you've got a concrete tile and you just um, drill a little hole in it in a, a shape of the uh, solar panel, stick the solar panel in it, cover it with some paint. pop your yeah. ankle. Yeah. Uh, seems like a very simple thing to do and no brainer really. It is. Um, but anyway, um, oh so. My other thought about the, um, and again, this is, I don't own a Tesla, but I don't think the uh, the charging uh, the Tesla charging network is as good in the UK as kind of people expect it to be. I.e., like if you own a te- Model Three, especially in the UK, you can't just solely rely on um, on the uh, uh, Tesla uh, superchargers. Whereas in the US, when you do interstates and you know you travel vast distances. I think you are more likely, or I mean, you have to. Otherwise, you have to plug yourself into a, a use um, a, a connector. But you you pretty much have to rely on the uh, Tesla network uh, to be able to do that. But that's just maybe it's changed nowadays with Model Three. But uh, I just rem- I just seem to remember when I was driving Model S. Um, a while ago, like two or three years ago. But I was quite disappointed how many times I had to use third party networks um and uh Chatham, um adapter.
2: That's interesting, okay. So yeah, I had a, I, I hired a model I hired a Model Three recently, but I only went to a supercharger once. Um to be honest, the battery was so big that and I didn't do long enough long trips with it to deplete it really. So um I only I only went to the charger I think just to test it really and um, and when I had a Model S for a couple of days a while back again I just went to one supercharger so I kind of found that the range was so good on both of them I didn't end up needing to use any network really other than the Tesla one and I found it was super slick and I absolutely loved it and um, that was my favorite thing to be honest the so the Model S kind of left me a bit cold I wasn't a big fan of that um, I found it a very big car um which i didn't enjoy I, I didn't enjoy driving it as much as i should have i think because driving around country lanes in a car that that wide was just not pleasurable i was worried about scratching the damn thing all the time so uh the model Interesting. so the model three i found that much a much nicer drive and not to be honest not that dissimilar to the nero in terms of the, the feel of it obviously it's a bit sportier and everything but um you know, I like I kind of like them both equally, really. To drive, um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the performance I, one, so obviously, if I had the uh, performance <laughs> one, that would be different. I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mm, I test drove Model S. I, I, we had Model S actually, in fact, last time from um, no longer existing uh, Polar Experience um, or EV Experience um, program, where you basically when you're uh, you're paying your uh, uh, Polar subscription depending on the point you could uh, it was possible to bid on on a car and um, you could win Model S for instance for a week or other other EV for a week so we had we had Model S for a week from that and we went to um, Lake District which is a delightful place where there's loads of narrow lanes and tan and I actually because I, I like driving all sorts of things and um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it I actually I actually did enjoy the fact that that car seemed big. But I could still squeeze through um, countryside lanes, and actually enjoyed the challenge of you know okay. having to plan. I, I just good. I I enjoy that. It's kind of my my brain kind of works in the mysterious ways that way. And uh, what the other thing that I enjoyed, and um, <clears throat> that you know, I don't think you can do any any other EV at the moment. Uh, I mean, I I haven't driven um, iPace or, uh, or or other kind of performance EVs, but I enjoyed the fact that on a windy lanes where I could see well ahead. If I had a couple of cars ahead of me, I could step on it and actually overtake them rather rapidly. Um, And uh, I I probably spoke about it before on the podcast, but uh, I always had some uh, there's no other way to put it, but just stupid people in Audis, uh, because it would be usually Audi, just trying to chase me up and literally endanger themselves because they saw me doing it. Uh, it was just yeah, it was painful to watch. And they would they, then then they would sit on my tail because I you know I generally drive. I don't drive slow, but I don't drive, I don't speed uh, too much. Yeah. Or, or or not at all anyway. Um, but they would you know obviously they wanted to race, so you know they would just sit then on my tail, and it's always sad when you somebody sits on your tail and then you step on it when you're um in a in a zone where you could. And they then they chase you up and then they sit on your tail and you're like, oh, "Just go away, just go away." <laughs> so that, that was the that was the aspect yeah. of, of Model S that I enjoyed. What I didn't like, and my wife was disappointed about that as well, was the quality of it, um, of the, the the interior especially. Mm. You know the creaks that you can hear when you uh, when you were going around the bends and stuff. It just, you know, for a car that probably was um, eighty ninety thousand pounds new, you just didn't expect. The, the whole dash to creak. Yeah. That just didn't sound quality. <laughs>
2: uh, it was the, I, I, I remember the button, I think it was the buttons on the steering wheel or something um, that I really found quite tacky. I thought, I mean, like far worse than the Kia, for instance, you know. And yes, for an 80 grand car or whatever it was, the one that, that I hired, I was, that, that, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised by that. But I imagine it's better now. It was quite an old one that I hired.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think mod- Model 3 is supposed to be better, but. Um
2: who knows? yeah that, that, I, that felt quite solid i thought I, I didn't have a problem with
1: that yeah okay it's interesting about the range of because um you know we, we both own kia and nero uh with the same powertrain i think i believe um i mean mm-hmm. there's differences in the you know like interior but that doesn't matter um it's a very very efficient car it has to be said even yeah, when it you is. even when you step on it
2: uh, yeah yeah it is so uh, that's yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing that really surprised me actually. The, doing this little jog uh, trip is that on the way going from Canterbury to Land's End. For the first half of it, I was still getting 4.1 miles per kilowatt hour, which is astonishingly good. I thought for a motorway uh, for motorway driving, and he, and that dipped. So by the time I got to Land's End, that was down to something like 3.8, I think it was, or something like that. But even that was pretty good, I thought. It's, it's far better than I than I expected. Yeah,
1: I don't think I, I get that well because you must be a very careful, driver. I I get
2: you've got you've got quite a heavy right foot. I think we've established that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I like to accelerate faster. It's not that I speed or anything like that. It's just you know I like to just
2: you like to get up dynamic. to the yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I I tend to I tend to be more zen perhaps while, I, while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I I tend to be zen when I drive on the longer. Drives. Um, I mean, so interestingly enough, I um, I went to um, I'll I'll give back to you in a second, but since we're talking about the ranges and Tesla, I thought I'll mention, I um, we went on a short holiday to Norfolk uh, the other day, which was actually my first time over there. Uh, Speaking of which, actually, I'm going to ask you a question in a second. Remind me about uh, being in places in the UK, Um, because I couldn't believe when I found out. (laughs) Um, the um, so it was my first time in that part of the country. Going there and you know was absolutely no problem for for, for Kia in Europe. We had to stop basically because we just had to stop and move as humans. Um, and I've m- bumped into somebody from Maidstone in one of the the towns. Uh, I think the town is called Cromer. Um, he was he was trying to charge his Model Three Performance Dual. Blah blah blah. Um, I had one of the um, destination chargers in in, in that town. And couldn't couldn't figure out the app. Which it's one of those networks where you have to go, you really really have to use their website, and it's just not the best experience. Anyway, we just got talking because I like talking to people, and um, he said he's from Maidstone and is just visiting his kids in the in that area. And he said then then he said to me, "Oh, I have to be home at seven. And it was, I think it was like something like four o'clock. But he said, "I'm not going to make it because I'll probably need to stop and charge on the way." And that's the long-range performance Model Three, at, you know, about to do about 190 miles. And I was astonished because we've done—we uh, granted I, on our way back from uh, 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 Norfolk, I—we set off with 100%, um, thanks to uh, uh, um, to a charger uh, um, at one of the parks we got home with about 30% or or 28% only because i was you know driving a bit dynamically uh, <laughs> uh, along the way um but I, we we had plenty of range you know to go to to go around and um, do whatever next day and i was s- astonished that uh, somebody with a car that can do 300 plus miles on a charge allegedly um was worried about getting uh, to maidstone which isn't much further from where i am um I just don't know why. So I wonder whether Model Three, when you step on it, is much less efficient, um, and maybe just because you know in Kia's we don't have as much power, we don't. We, we still think it's efficient when you step on it, but um, maybe Model Three uh, uh, performance is actually a power hog when when you actually drive it dynamically. Because so I presume that guy, he didn't look like he drives carefully, basically as well. <laughs> um, and he was much much older than me, but you can tell that he's been. You know, he enjoys. <laughs> Isn't. Yeah, I don't know. Why, well, what is your opinion on that?
2: When I I just remember when so when I had the Model Three so, and I input I input the uh the destination uh as uh, the charger in Maidstone, funny enough. Um and I found that it was far better efficiency than it predicted. So I I it said I can't remember now, but it said I would get there with a certain amount of battery and it was actually far better than that. And that was with me enjoying it, I would say, on the motorway keeping to the speed, but still, you know, I was enjoying the power that it had. Um but that wasn't a performance. So yes, um, perhaps that makes a difference. And the only other thing I can think of is if this if this person had they just got the Tesla? Had they recently got it and they they had a little bit of range anxiety?
1: Perhaps. I, I think I think he was charged by the time we because we actually by the time we got back to the charger, he was unplugging. Um so you know we timed it perfectly and he said to yeah. me that he got to hundred percent. Um cuz um that particular char- that particular charger can do 22 kilowatts um so it's a three phase charger and um his car could do 11 uh, kilowatts uh, charging yeah. uh, whereas the uh, my my Kia in here can only do 7 uh, can do can only do seven single phase yeah um so we didn't get to 100% obviously um i don't know um he if, if you're listening I, I didn't actually plug him the the podcast because I don't I didn't want to scare him away I was talking already enough're uh, and, and trying to help him you know I in, in fact I think he he only charged at that charger because I helped him and actually showed him that it, it is possible because he he has an iPhone just like I do he was using the website in the same way I did but for some reason for him it didn't work and turned out that actually you need to have uh, uh what do you call it um, location uh, services enabled for Safari for the browser and he's disabled it um, and uh, the website did not give him any indication whatsoever that, that that is the problem so it was just you know it's a it's a it's not the greatest website on earth basically I mean it's still better than than, than some other apps but it's it was anyway um, I'm not going to mention these, the network, th- these
2: but, destination charges they can be pretty yeah. awful we've, we've got a whole load around Canterbury and it's a, it's just very clumsy yeah
1: yeah, yeah. anyway so Kia Nero is not not your first EV, right? Um,
2: what, yeah. What? So the first first one was a Nissan Leaf, the twenty four kilowatt hour Nissan Leaf, which I loved, absolutely loved that car. And uh, yeah, when did I? Oh God, uh, it's, it's, yes, yeah, it's years now, isn't it? I've had the I've had the Nero almost two years, so we have to change that in April. So um, we had the Leaf before that. I bought it second hand for ten thousand pounds. It was worth about twelve and a half, I think, by the time I had sold it it was the only car i've had that appreciated in value and um it was uh, it was wonderful i loved it yeah um and and that got me well into i mean i was already i wasn't obsessed with evs or anything but i was already certainly ev curious by the time i got the nissan leaf i was i thought that the model 3 was going to be my the, the car that i would want and so i had put a deposit down on that, but um, we just waited until we'd moved to a place with a driveway, and then at that moment we decided to get the EV. And I thought, well, might as well get the Leaf. Um, in the meantime, and yeah, I haven't looked back since. <laughs> how, how did you
1: find um, a move from the Nissan Leaf to uh, Kia in euro
2: um, I think I prefer. I think I preferred the. What well, I preferred the seats of the leaf. It's, it's a stupid thing to focus on, but I preferred the seats in the Leaf. I think. And I think I prefer the interior a little bit, but the, my memory is very bad. And um, at the same time, I mean, the big thing about the Nero is it just once you go from a twenty-four kilowatt. Well, you know this, <laughs> but you you had the thirty, you have the thirty, right? Not the I twenty-four. It, but that, you know, it, trust me, it, it wasn't still, that much of a difference. No, in it wasn't. <laughs> So. I mean, the difference is just astonishing. Apart from the fact you've got a far bigger battery to play with, the efficiency is better as well. And um, as you know, it's like the Nero is just unbelievable, really. I I mean, I still can't believe it. That's the thing. So after all these months of having it, apart from the fact I still smile every time I get in it, um, I still just can't believe the range. And that was just highlighted, really, by doing this trip that I did. And I just really i mean, i can't believe it how how little i have to charge because i drive uh, my uh, my parents live in dorset and so i drove over there and that's a long way so that was almost three hours of driving and i still got there with something like 40 percent battery or something like that i mean that's just unheard of i would have done three charges in the leaf yeah, yeah. i think to get over there so it's amazing yeah. a
1: leaf is just not not very efficient um sort of over 60 miles an hour uh, yeah. it's impossible to um yeah um I don't know why I I would love to actually if I had more time to to, sp- to spend like with somebody who can describe this to me what does you know how does it what wh- where is the difference like you know because um, they're they're both using AC motors um to prepare themselves you'd think that uh the the, it, the construction of it and and, and the 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 way it's driven it's fairly simple but i'm sure there's a you know there's some small differences and i would just have to know what they are Um,
2: i would i would as well it just seems to be that the south koreans really know their powertrains they can really do something special with that and i mean they've to be fair of course nissan were pioneers um and uh, despite the Leaf being a ground-up EV at the time, you know, it, obviously powertrain efficiency means that things are better now than they were back then. The amazing thing, of course, is that Nero—you would think—is a less aerodynamic sh- dynamic shape. You would think that because it's a—they also have hybrid engines. Um, I don't think they do petrol and diesel, do they, with the Nero anymore? No, they, oh, they do. Petrol okay, petrol, diesel,
1: oh, right. mild hybrids, okay. oh, okay. plug hybrids, uh, self-charging so, hybrids, all, all hybrids. <laughs> It's so that
2: unique. so that's <laughs> particularly impressive you know the fact that it's that's not really a ground-up ev and yet they can squeeze so much efficiency out of it which is why i'm so excited about anything that hyundai and kia do from yeah. now on because i think they've they've really got something special
1: yeah well the, the rumor is that they have something that is going to be purely ev platform from ground up um but see i i agree about the the seats in um in kia and euro i I fiddle with the with the controls all the time to, like, adjust the, uh, you know... Because it's electric... I don't know if you have electric adjustments of the seats. Yeah. But I, I fiddle with it all the time, which drives my wife mad. Uh, um, but I, I just enjoy the fact that I can just do a little tweak, and then, and then I'm like, ah, oh, now good. Um, but yeah, there was something about Nissan Leaf seats that um, Kia didn't seem to, uh, to to be able to replicate. So I, I miss yeah. that. But for me, the move from... Uh, from Leaf to um, to Kia was literally like a leap about ten years in the future because the the Leaf interior as, as nice as it as it was and it was obviously purposely built EV it didn't look as modern as the uh, as the Kia it wasn't like uh, it wasn't as open and kind of uh, airy I just found it very sort of you know 2010
2: um, yeah the the thing is I suppose that um, you've got an advantage in that you've got the newer Nero so you've got the four trim and I've got the first edition it looks the interior looks better in yours you've Mm -hmm. got you've got a kind of nice flat when you've got a nice widescreen display and it's kind of a a flat kind of dash that goes across that's a bit it just doesn't look quite as good in, in mine but so that helps yeah but um but yes that's the main thing it's just you're driving around with this enormous battery and the the it's just a wonderful kind of a safety net I think Yes. Yeah. Um. I mean, I do go two weeks without charging quite often, and that's doing that's doing a, whatever it is, twenty four hours a day, kind of um, twenty four hours, twenty four um miles, sorry, a day, uh, uh, school run. Okay. And um and yeah, and I just I find that it just goes on forever, and I love it. it it's, it's
1: the same. We we bring our car to about fifty sixty percent, and then it's um, put on eco plus mode on Zappi just to get a bit of a charging from the uh, the solar panels and then, yeah. you know and that's it. that's just enough usually i do about 5 6 miles a day just to go for a walk pick up some shopping and uh, and get a coffee and whatever comes from solar basically covers it it's only when you we have to go on a longer trip that that i stick it on and even then we have to really go on like a you know major trip like if we go to see our in-laws in-laws or um, or anything else I just don't bother because, like I say, it's just way too efficient. You just have, if you get in in a car, and it has, it says like 150 miles. I'm like, meh, whatever. Like you know, <laughs> it can yeah. do it. You don't have to think about it at all. Um, that's 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 the other thing that's amazing from from sitting in Leaf, where you know, uh, whenever Leaf got under to something like 30 miles um, of range, I would I would always have to think about like, oh, I have to stick it on charge. Whereas in this, I'm just like yeah it'll be fine um and in fact yeah, when, yeah. when it goes down to 30 um it, that's that's quite you you think you still have plenty of range but actually that then battery percentage wise that's actually not too not too much in a in a um i found you know you that, that's when you get the battery warning and in uh, a leaf you'd be laughing still like you'd be yeah there. that's right that's <laughs> uh, it's yeah uh, it's, it's just amazing. I, I'm like I say, I'm, I'm I'm personally still smiling getting in the car, but I've had mine only for a couple of months now, so um, that's a bit of a difference.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, t- people talk about the Tesla smile and things like that. Well, I've I've still got a Kia smile, so okay. and it is it is causing a lot of anguish because I don't know what we're going to do in April. I don't know whether we're going to change it for another car, and frankly, I'm not sure I want to. So, um, I might end up just getting the four plus trim in uh, in yacht blue but we'll see. I still have to talk to my wife about it and do a video <laughs> about it. Um you were going to mention something about Norfolk by the way.
1: Yes. Um I'm um so oh, uh, just going back to Kia for a second. The other thing that I annoyed, uh, not not like I loved actually about uh, Nero was the, the the amount of power it has um compared to the Leaf it has 200 and something brake horsepower and yeah, it's true. just yeah. it's just astonishing. Like you know again that this is something that um Sometimes it annoys other drivers when I when I overtake people, and I get those Audi and BMW drivers trying to tailgate me. Um, it, it doesn't have exactly the Tesla speed, but it's or Tesla acceleration. But it still has enough oomph um, to you know to, to kind of put the smile on my face. And I, yeah. I think I think the, the 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 Tesla smile, as people call it, or or, or Tesla grin. I think that's just an EV grin. Um, and Tesla has just been you know. Using it as a sort of marketing device because whenever you go on a test drive with Tesla, they always trying to make you experience it and kind of uh, underline the fact that it's a Tesla and therefore, uh, uh, but all they're saying is basically it's electric, you get the instant torque.
2: Yeah and in theory, um, all EVs should benefit uh, I think from from what Tesla do. I mean a lot of people I think that haven't driven an EV before probably do end up looking at a Tesla first because, you know, it's like iPhone and Android, um, I suppose, you know, you might, uh, you see all the adverts for iPhone and things like that. You see people walking around with iPhones and all that, but then maybe you can't afford an iPhone and maybe you decide that and actually Android does most of the things fine and, and Android works fine for you. So I feel like it might be the same in that some people, you know, they get in a Tesla, they go, wow, that's amazing. And then they find out actually there are cars that do much the same thing and they're cheaper. And um, you know, there's a lot out there, and I imagine it's similar, a yeah, yeah. similar thing. I
1: um I I do think that in the future, because of you know, just to be safer and um to increase the range, uh, loads of EVs will not have will will have especially dampen uh, acceleration so that uh, you know so that people don't get because if you it happened to me quite a few times that uh, I. I was very close to uh, accelerating into an object behind me basically at, at a rapid pace because I just you know I was thinking about something else or not checking what I was doing too much and not paying enough attention and obviously because I was paying enough attention I caught myself but if, if <laughs> that makes sense but if you can yeah. imagine a, a Joe Public who's distracted by 50 other things and can't really think about safety when they're driving as much as I do um, uh, you know it the the instant torque would not help them or would not help many people um so i i i, I think it will either take a, a sort of giant sort of a, a scandal public scandal or, or, a, or an accident for that to be to change or or manufacturers will just figure out okay well we're gonna make a small ev that is not going to have a great acceleration not because it can't it, but because we we want to make it safer but that's yeah that's just my theory we'll see what happens in the future obviously
2: you may you may get a situation where evs get geofenced and if you're in a city uh, the uh, the acceleration is dampened perhaps yes, yeah. and then once once you're out of that then it, is, it increases i mean you, you you get so many um cases of um old people um reversing into shops and things like that because they're not entirely with it um Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I can imagine the same kind of thing happening quite easily in an EV. I mean, God, this the i three when we when we hired that recently, um, that goes like a rocket. I couldn't believe it. The and I just noticed it far more than the Nero, and I don't know why, but um, it it really goes like a rocket, and I could imagine some accidents happening with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) what Yeah. um, Just just to finish up that subject, when you when you reverse in a petrol diesel car. By the time it spins, you know, spins up the uh, the engine, and you let go of the the clutch or whatever, you kind of you, you're gonna, you're going to click in your head that okay, I'm going backwards. But in an EV, you stick it in reverse, and I actually haven't tested that in a in an but for, I know for a fact because I tested it, my uh, Nissan Leaf would go. I didn't go. I didn't go that that fast, but it would go in theory as fast backwards as it would go forwards. Um, now, don't quote me on that because I haven't gone like sixty miles an hour, but I've gone thirty miles an hour backwards, and I was scared for life. Um, <laughs> and it happened way too quickly and I. Then I uh, and obviously, it was on private uh, road and all that uh, jazz. I didn't, I wouldn't do it on a public road. Um, I had, I had, I was on in an open, massive open uh, uh, place where I, I could uh, turn, and you know, I, I knew that I'm going to be fine but it was still super scary
2: Um, yeah i mean i I do think that in in that case that's where the evs that do have a very high regen come in useful because if if that kind of thing does start happening and you panic and you take your foot immediately you'll take your foot off the accelerator if you've got a lot of regen if the level of regen is high then you'll slow down fairly quickly perhaps not enough to to avoid the bin behind you or whatever but still (laughs) um that helps i think so uh in something again like the i3 you know that that you can do one pedal driving effectively in, um, or close to it so yeah. that helps
1: yeah. I, I mean it, you, you can do that in my Kia Niro as well in fact uh, my my fl- uh, f- uh, flying instructor um from because I there's no electric airplane so I can't uh, you know uh, uh, I've got a pilot's license and from time to time I fly uh, 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 noisy big airplanes and the the um, and the guy who is the the um, instructor in the group uh, had a had a um, drove with me the other day, and he was very interested in Kia Niro, and he was actually quite, actually quite impressed that I didn't have to step on the brake as much. So you know, every time we would slow down, he would be like, "Did you do that with the brake?" Now? And then he, <laughs> at some point, he would actually look at me and, and look at my feet and to see what I was doing, and he was quite impressed that the uh, 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 the regen was so strong on on uh, Eniro that I I virtually didn't have to touch the brakes until I actually had to uh, come to a full stop. Yeah. Which, you know he was very very impressed with um and and he was like oh yeah we're definitely going to look into that car because you know 280 mile yeah, that's more than we need and he's like you know he's in his 60s he's got you know he doesn't drive far just goes around and um and you know picks up his uh his son and uh, son-in-law and uh and whatever like you know it just doesn't and obviously drives to airfields to to fly the airplane but um it, it, he was quite quite impressive and if you the reason i'm mentioning it is not because i'm i like to boast about uh these things but because um culturally the the pilots are usually the the sort of the the, the stubbornest of the um people when it comes to converting themselves to things like evs they they like they're generally people who like the noise and and uh quote unquote enjoy the noise uh, of the the engines uh they just don't know you know what they're missing basically uh so i i thought it's going to be very hard to um to convince him that um uh, that an ev is a is a good alternative but you know, yeah we'll see when he gets it obviously <laughs> of course uh, but he was like i i know the guy uh for quite a few years so i, I I know that he's he was impressed like he, he wasn't just faking it he was actually genuinely genuinely imp- impressed
2: yeah and i think that's the thing once people have have been inside an ev um i, I think it shatters their preconceptions and i think um i, I think most people should, surely all people should be really impressed yeah by the by the power delivery and just how the the, the quietness the smoothness all that kind of stuff i mean we've got um I've got mechanics uh, that are on the road that we live at the moment and one of them the, the main guy is getting a Tesla well he was getting a Tesla but actually now he's looking at the Honda E anyway the fact is that he's getting a he's getting an EV um, and the the other guys that work there they they all went out in a, in a Tesla Model 3 and they couldn't believe it and um, that's the kind of and also they couldn't believe that I managed to get to John O'Groats uh, <laughs> in my Kia they said what in your Kia <laughs> they said they couldn't believe it so that's the kind of you know, they're the kind of people that we need to get inside EVs, you know, just so they see what it's all about. Because otherwise they just see smug gits like me creeping along uh, (laughs) silently, you know, and they just think oh, what an idiot, you know. But uh, once they get inside one, they they love them.
1: I I, I always like to remind people that, uh, you know, because some of us, like uh, you and I, I mean, I don't know how long you've been driving EVs, but I've been driving an EV now for over five years. And uh, and, um, to me, they're just... Like a you know, not 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 even a normal thing to me. It's like a no-brainer, but the um, there's still people out there who've never driven one, and who are still and it's and it's quite a vast majority of of popu- of the population at least in the UK have never even been inside an EV, never mind driving it on their own. Um, so you know, I I just always have to remind myself like, look. You'd think you, you're sold and you've got you're, you're way deep in this, but um, there's people who just never even driven one. So hold your horses. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so I mean, n- never mind in your Kia in Europe. I I I I drove to Edinburgh uh, and back in my 20, thirty kilowatt hour Leaf, and that was an adventure. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Yeah. So I've never. I've never. Uh, un- yeah, I, 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 if I if I still had the car, I probably would have tried driving it uh, on the led Jog, But the uh, that probably well, would, have I mean, t- would have taken me a, w- a week at least.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, long long before long before I did it, um, Chris Ramsey and Jonathan Porterfield did it in a Leaf. Yes, yeah. um, I'm assuming a 24 kilowatt. Yes, and, yeah, uh, they did. yeah. Um, yeah, that's a long time ago, isn't it? So they, I mean, they sh- they showed what was possible. I think they probably used the electricity network. I imagine at the time they have. and um, they, They've been yeah.
1: slow charging in places as well because mm. you know, they just had to do that. Anyway, because um, I, I I I put a pin in, in the in the Norfolk trip uh, on yes. purpose because I one thing that um, people always assume with me uh, because I'm anyway not not even with me, but that once you own a car like. Uh, Nissan Leaf 30 kilowatt hours or you know Nissan Leaf basically with under or, or around 100 mile range is that you're not going to go too far and if you're going to go too far you're not going to go in your EV but you, you've been owning the you've owned now um, Kia in you know, for quite a while so I was quite surprised when you said that you've never been in so many places in the UK like for instance Scotland tell I mean, me more yeah. about it and uh, you know w- w- why why
2: <laughs> so I don't. I don't tend to travel very much, unfortunately. When we when we do go on holidays, we tend to go to Italy because my wife's Italian, um, and sadly that means that we haven't really discovered very much of this country, unfortunately. So we've done city breaks in a few places, and we, we end up going to centre parks in Woburn a lot of the time but uh, yeah, so we haven't really done very many trips and in fact that was the other thing we were hoping to do this year, we were going to do Snowdonia, we were going to do like, Lake District, I mean we had whole, a whole kind of itinerary planned but that didn't happen in the end of course so uh, yeah, I know it's shocking I know that we don't we don't travel more and Norfolk, actually my wife has been to Norfolk they went camping there and loved it and uh, I, I couldn't go at the time but the plan is um certainly after brexit and let's not get political but after brexit i imagine we will be doing far more uh trips in this country which is a beautiful country you, and, you uh, might need looking... a passport for that as well um yeah so um so i'm looking forward to doing far more trips in it and you know it is so easy um i would say in the nero i mean it, I imagine it's pretty easy probably in almost any electric car if it has over a certain range I would say if you've got sort of around the 200 mile mark then I wouldn't I wouldn't panic at all if we do get a Honda e or something like that then I think I, I would be a little more careful only only because you've got to have a you've got to have a plan B and a plan C I think when you're looking at chargers the, the charging network is very good our infrastructure is fantastic really but you know on occasion that one is broken it I would start to panic a bit. I yeah, think, yeah. In a small, I, in a small range
1: car. <laughs> Well, I, I, I don't know. You know, I would have asked you how how your trips are in, in within the UK, but then I discovered that you, you, you didn't go anywhere. So, <laughs> but
2: no. I, I so, could, as I say, so Dorset. Like when we go to Dorset, as I say, we do that in one. We can do that in one leap quite easily and then I could you know could charge up at Mum and Dad's place and then come back. So yeah, it's, it's sad, isn't it? We're not very adventurous. When we go to centre parks in Woburn, which is Bedfordshire, that's um they've got charges there. So okay. um yeah, in, bit, when so. we did it in the Leaf we did it in the Leaf, that took two charges to get up there, I think. Um so it's easy everything's easier in the Nero.
1: Yeah, I um I do have to say Norfolk is very nice. Uh I highly recommend visiting. But the because of the there, there isn't um, um, a sort of a network of uh, dual carriageways, straight roads, basically, because it's a it's a wooden area, uh, or there's you know um, there's a lot of uh, woods basically. So there's loads of twisty, bendy roads. We ended up probably driving over 150 miles just around the uh, the area uh, for the three days that we were there, just to get around you know from A to B. Uh, we didn't have a, a destination charger at the uh, at the cottage that we were staying at so we just relied fully on public uh, infrastructure which was was brilliant there's enough chargers around uh, for you to, to you know to plug yourself in but obviously if you can find a place where you can stay at where you can stay at with a, a a destination charger that's even better um
2: Norfolk, of course, has the Instavolt uh, hub now, doesn't it, in Necton, in Norfolk? I I, Necton. I, I've
1: actually never never been to that uh, hub.
2: Well, neither have I, because as you know, not, I never go anywhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I can't remember how many, was it 12? Was it a hub of 12 Instavolt charges or something? Which is pretty much heaven to me, because <laughs> um, I do love my Instavolt.
1: <laughs> we, so do I. Uh, but I, I've never actually, uh, on this trip, we haven't used any Instavolts. We've used... Uh, what did we use? Uh, we used some obs- obscure networks like uh, Serco, which I've never used before. We have, of course, used the, the destination charger that I mentioned uh, before, which... Um, oh, Sorry,
2: hand. is that Serco or Swarco?
1: S- Sw- maybe it's Swarco.
2: Could, so, yeah, like Serco, they're, they're, the, they're the buggers that the government have got doing everything. Yes, they, it's, it's Swarco, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a similar yeah, name. Um,
1: it is, yeah. I'm trying to look up the... Uh, what is the other place called... Uh, I can't remember what was the destination charger that uh, we used uh, called. Uh, we've used one of the—it's um, uh, not Polar. It's the um, what do you call the network that uh, um, something charge something. Charge your car. Yeah, charge your car. Um,
2: yeah.
1: One of those those chargers, rapid chargers, which wasn't very rapid. Um, and what did what else did we use? No, well. Oh. We national uh, trust uh, where we uh, so that was a pod point that they had, which was very nice of them. So okay, we just, we just, on the last on our last day, we just went for a very long walk, and by the time we got back to the car, it was fully charged. So you know that was nice. That's great. PodPoint, uh,
2: that's another one. I always smile of as a PodPoint because yeah. they tend to be quite reliable.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, the uh, the very good. You've owned the uh, EV for quite a while, or EVs, I should say, plural. And you've been driving quite a few of them. What do you think are the sort of highlights and the downsides of owning an EV and in your experience basically you know what are the highlights and and any letdowns because people always like to hear those
2: Yeah they do I wish I had some um I'm just trying to think okay so the top positive I would say is just the feel of it or the feeling uh, of driving an EV I find so much better I enjoy driving more um I didn't enjoy driving very much before I got an EV um so I've I've had very I've had loads of cars in my time and actually after a certain point they all started to get a little bit boring. So my favourite car was um before I got the leaf of my favourite car was a Fiat Punto, which I loved because it was like could throw it around corners and stuff, and it was a fantastic little thing. Um and a Mazda 323F which I loved, but all the others have been boring, kind of Ford Focuses, Ford Galaxy things like that, uh, which does tend to happen when you have a child. But um, um yeah so top thing is yeah the moment I got the Leaf I had a smile on my face the whole time driving around and I love the love the fact that it's smooth I love the fact that it's got you've got the acceleration and all the rest of it, it just feels so much better just driving it, it just allows you to, I think it allows you to allows you to be a better driver that's something I've also noticed and partly because they are silent I'm, I'm creeping around town and I've, I always think that someone's going to Cross in front of me any moment, um, because I can't hear that. Partly because I turn off this actually the, this sound because I like it being quiet. But in doing so, I feel like you know I've got to be a, a conscientious driver, and I, I feel I'm a better driver because of it. And just when I'm on the open road, I just feel that it's so. Especially with the smart cruise control, um, I just feel I can take in the sights a little bit more, and it just feels better. It's almost as relaxing as being on a train, I think. Um, so they're the positives for me Then you've got the other stuff like cost and things like that um, And not visiting a petrol station I mean, I, I know that's turned into a negative by by certain parts of the media But not visiting a petrol station is a wonderful thing
0: yes, um,
2: yeah. Not having to breathe in the fumes and all that kind of thing Wake, Waking up, going out to your car and it's charged up in the morning uh, For those fortunate enough to have home charging That's a wonderful thing Um, We need more destination chargers all over the place, so that's the negative, I would say. The charging infrastructure is fantastic, but the reality is so many people um, cannot charge at home, um, and they really need to be able to just charge up in a car park. You need to rock up to a car park and plug in, Um, and you shouldn't have to rely, I think, on apps all the time, as we do. You shouldn't have to go to a charger, depending on where you are in the country, and then you know have to download another app, all that kind of thing. And the reality is we're going to be stuck with that for a long time with, with AC chargers, with destination chargers. So even though Rapids will be contactless, we're not going to have that with AC ones, I think, for a long time. So that's, I suppose, I can't think of many other negatives. There is the cost thing, but as I alluded to before, the, the Leaf was worth more when we sold it than when we bought it. So at the moment, at least, depreciation is not an issue. So that means that when you do buy an EV, if you buy an EV, it will still be worth a lot when you sell it. So, and the cost of running it is less. Um, so I really can't think of very many negatives unless you've got, have you got a good one that I can then just borrow? I
1: I, <laughs> I have to agree. So I um I had a, now that you've been talking about the uh, the apps and all that. I had a conversation with my father-in-law has just turned 70 uh uh, yesterday actually and he was he's a big Mazda fan he likes Mazdas for some unknown reason to me um, and uh, I mean you know I've never actually driven a Mazda so I've, I've
2: they're nice I, I love my 323F <laughs> that was a great car yeah
1: but he because he's like um, so announcement we, we're pregnant so we, we you know uh, father-in-law is a bit more conscientious about uh, uh, grandkids now Um and um, congratulations, by the way. Thank you.
2: Uh,
1: I mean, I haven't done it. for so much you, yet. Yeah. <laughs> You've got the easy job,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, so far, well. Yeah. Let me not get into that. No, <laughs> but okay. the uh, um, um, he, he, one of the one of his kind of ideas for uh, for seventeenth was uh, to get a new car, and he looked at uh, the new Mazda. Is it CX thirty? I think that's what it's called.
2: The electric. Something like that. Yeah. 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 And,
1: he was very much dis- uh, disappointed by the range on that but the uh, i had a conversation with him about you know cuz he cuz you, you know your typical conversation again going back to the fact that he's never actually driven an ev before he's been in my cars multiple times as a passenger but uh, he never been um brave enough to to, to sit behind the wheel um and he's not a not not a spot driving guy he's you know um it's not a slouch by any means but uh, anyway um he he didn't quite enjoy the fact that uh, that the the uh, you know however much it costs it doesn't do more than was it 150 miles I can't remember what the range is, but the, I would have to look it up but it's not impressive shall we say and I was trying to explain to him that um, most people don't drive more than 60 70 miles a day anyway and when you plug in the car at home it's always fully charged in the morning when you leave or whenever you you need it um, and I I think that's just, that's it's you know we're saying it as as if it's a fact because it is, but it that shift didn't people can't think of that uh, that way like they they're still their thinking is okay well I go to a petrol station I pop in some fuel and the car says four hundred miles I I, w- I want the same thing right that's their thinking um, and of course that's different than when you're on the on a longer trip and this is where you when you said about the um, uh, but the the apps, I was like kind of thinking like I mean the, the uh, both both of my in-laws actually use uh, mobile phones, but they have like very old Android phones that you know serve them as phones and WhatsApp devices more than actual uh, smart computer basically or smart pocket computer. Um, so I think th- I think people like that would struggle with. Uh, having to download, yeah, you, know, you, you rock up to you rock up like a like I did on my trip to uh, to Norfolk. I've never been uh, by a Serco charger. Is it? There's a, a Swarco, whatever it's called. Uh, Swarco. Mm. Uh, Swarco. Apologies actually. to people from Swarco who probably follow me on Twitter. <laughs> apologies again. Um, but the uh, it was a very lovely charger. Uh, don't get me wrong. But the uh, but I had to download a new app. Actually, I, fi- I had to find it. I had to download it. It wasn't easy. Uh, yeah. Some of the chargers have a nice QR code that you can just scan. But again trying to explain what a QR code is to a, uh, an elderly person who's not like super computer savvy it's you know it's a different story um, so that kind of annoys me and the fact that I think there's going to be more and more EVs uh, now uh, coming out that are going to be sub 200 mile uh, range and because people haven't made that paradigm shift in their head the way they think about driving they're going to be um they're not going to be persuaded by them. Everyone's kind of expecting that the next great EV is going to be have, you know, 400 plus mile range. That's, you know, every, everyone, everyone's been promised that. And um, I think that's the kind of, that's the downside of it, uh, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. This turned it more into a, of a rant
2: than... Uh, <laughs> uh, the, um, it's, yeah, so it's funny, actually. So firstly, it's the, it's the MX-30. Sorry. Not the CX, yeah. So and it's 124 miles. I'm just looking up the okay. the stats. It's 124 miles of range, WLTP. So if you think that that's um, it's going to be far less than that, I mean, you're going to you're going to get what 70 on the motorway or something with that Mazda. Um, it depends on how efficient quite...
1: the powertrain is, but yeah, because cause it could be yeah. it could be Kia efficient. In which case you could actually get 120 miles on, or 110, but it could be Nissan efficient. In which case you're going to get 60 or 70. So.
2: Yeah, I think given given Mazda have been pretty slow to do anything, I'm going to say that it's not going to be very efficient. I think it's this is a compliant car. I think the the Mazda. I think having said that, I actually quite like the look of it, even though it's got a ridiculously long bonnet, which. It really bothers me because there's no no reason for that. I don't like long bonnet cars, you know. I don't like you know when you're creep, when you're creeping up to a junction, you can barely see around it. You don't want to be driving into the road to see if anyone's coming. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, that's a little mini <laughs> Um So yeah, it's funny actually because someone contacted me the other day and they want they're asking for advice. They had just got a Kona. They lived, I think they live in Kent actually. Um, So they live in Kent, and they were picking this up up country, and it would have been quite. It was quite a big journey, and and they don't have a smartphone. So that is, you know, that's an interesting thing because we're so used to saying, you know, I'll just, you know, just rock up to a charger, use your app, blah blah blah, and all that kind of stuff. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be just that you use contactless. So I told them as it as it as it is. I I told them to go to Milton Milton Keynes Mm -hmm. Coachway and use the polar chargers there because they're contactless, but because. this person, they've they've got an adventurous spirit, I guess, and I think you need that when you're getting an EV. Um, they tried the Ionity chargers, and actually, it was on free vent, so they got a free charger, a free charge. So that's great. Mm. But um, but there is an interesting thing, isn't it? Also, all chargers really should be contactless. They do, yeah. um, and not no, and not for a should.
1: premium, uh, not double yeah. the price uh, like some some do. Um, I actually, uh, you know, talking about this kind of reminded me that because I. You know the EV meetups. We we used to go to these things where people would meet up and talk about their electric cars. I um, I I went to um uh, the Hull um, the the uh, the town called Hull uh, and for the um, Yorkshire EV for the Yorkshire.
2: Yeah, you're saying that in your la- in your last podcast, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, and
1: you know, very lovely people, and there were quite a few people with uh, who were brand new EV owners, uh, but there were a few other people who just live. Sort of semi-local, and they you know everything they need to to reach is within fifty sixty miles um, range, and quite a few of those people were actually telling to me that actually you know, they don't have any apps or any uh, cards for any um, charging network because they never have to use them. Um, so they, the people like that absolutely exist who actually you know, and I'm i I'm, I'm absolutely certain that there are loads of people in this country that. Uh, because it's a, uh, they have a, two or three cars uh, and their second commuter car or, or um, school run car doesn't have to be a petrol or diesel car and could be charged at home. And they absolutely don't need even to think about the um, uh, uh, EV charging infra- infrastructure, which, you know, when I had my Nissan Leaf five years ago, um, there was nothing like what we have now, and I was fine driving up to Edinburgh, then Glasgow, and then uh, via Lake District going back home, to uh, to Tunbridge. I was absolutely—I oh, wasn't Tunbridge actually. I, was, I lived in London at the time, but the uh, not much of a difference uh, in south La- southeast London. Um, and I, you know, a- again, I'm I'm an adventurous spirit. I'm happy to you know to uh, go where no other man has. Gone before. I was just joking. Like, no nothing that I've done that was uh, terribly uh, adventurous, but it was adventurous nonetheless. To to like a common folk, uh, to people who are playing it safe, basically. Um, and I yeah, where I was going with this is, I still think that uh, there's there's more than enough people who should get an EV as their first car. In fact, actually, I've sold my Nissan Leaf to such a person. It's their it's their school run. Car, and I don't think they're ever going to go on a journey as far as I went in that car. Um Yeah,
2: because you know, I think that's, that's all they need. Yeah, and second cars, I think that that's where they really come into their own. I think that's like the Trojan horse. Really, you would get you you would get that your second car would be an EV, and you realize that you actually end up using that one more than the main car. And then at that point, you were think about getting fully electric, you know, because it, it is, um, it's addictive, I think, it you is, know, yeah. once you start charging at home, it's a, it's almost like a gamif- gamification kind of thing that EVs have that you want to be as efficient as possible. And you want to get the energy as cheap as possible. And um, someone on a video recently was, was telling me, um, are all EV owners really tight, you know, because you all seem to be obsessed with saving money. And I, was, I, I kind of responded. That's a good thing, isn't it? To use less energy and things, yeah. you know, surely that's a good thing. Yeah. So um, that's that's the fun. I think that's where a lot of the fun of EV ownership comes because when when you have a, a fossil car, you don't you. I don't think I ever looked. I never paid attention to the cost of fuel. It was just you had to go to a petrol station whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. and you just happened to go to the one that you needed to go to. Uh, so I love the fact that we we're so obsessed with these little details and things, and it makes it fun. And I think that was, is all part of the adventurous spirit. I think um, the, the people that don't want an Eevee at the, at the moment are the ones that are scared, primarily. I think that's all it comes down to with everything that's bad in the world is people being scared for no reason. Um, and I think the moment someone dips their toe in the water, they'll, uh, they'll wonder why they're worried. Indeed. And, indeed. Uh, that's, and that's, that's, a, that's the way it is. That's a
1: very uh, happy note to end on, maybe. Uh, because <laughs> We're running out of time, sadly. As much as I would love to talk to you for much longer, uh, I need to be. Uh, we'll
2: do. We'll do another one sometime, of course. I'll.
1: I'll. I'll, um, I'll be happy to do it. So yeah, no worries.
2: <laughs> Great. Well, yes, we we're wonderful. Wonderful chatting, and um, yeah, if everyone, everyone should listen to your your previous podcast. I listened to that the other day, and uh, you went on a long. Well, that was a, that was a long waffly podcast, but it was fascinating I, and uh, talking <laughs> talking about selling the leaf and all that kind of thing it was brilliant. I,
1: I, as much as I like to have guests on and um, and interview people, um, I do have to sometimes get it off my chest, and I I <laughs> I always thought that it's a bad thing, but uh, I have I have quite a few listeners that I've met at uh, EV meetups and who actually enjoy the fact that I can waffle on about something and they actually like me talking. And you know yeah. that's what it's all about, right? I, it is what it's I'm not all doing about. this to uh, to have millions of of listeners, but uh, you know if somebody's enjoying be yapping away. I'm I'm happy. <laughs> so
2: exactly, and I think that's the that's the best reason to do it. Exactly, I think,
1: exactly. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for your time. And uh, um, when when we get a chance, we should meet up in person because I, you know, my my kind of plan in my head was that we sh- we could meet up in person actually, and I could record this in doing it face-to-face but obviously um
2: it wouldn't sound good with masks would it no <laughs> it'd be a bit muffled <laughs> good, good point <laughs> <laughs> but yes we'll do a meetup but definitely all right one of these days all right well thank you very much
1: no, thank you thank Great you for your you. time all right bye
2: bye bye for now Bye.
1: Well, all that's left for me to do is thank you, Andrew, for appearing on Take It EV. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Um, as always, share, subscribe, and if you have any comments or questions, at uh, Take on Twitter. TakeIt at gmail.com is my email address. And uh, hope you uh, hope you are all well. See you.